Yes, sir. It's your boy Keys Island across the screen from I got the homie, the co-defendant, Nico Smoke. What's going on with you tonight, man? Hey, man, do you know how to break dance or like pop lock and shit? No, nigga. Always want to know how to do it. Anyways, you it's Nico Smoke. Me, nigga, Jeezy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pop lock your Jeezy and Nip. Hey, you know what I mean? Uh, 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 uh. I know you used to be on the step team. Nigga, that don't mean I can pop lock because I, I, I was on the step team. I was in the anyway. team for like maybe two weeks, three weeks max, actually yeah. participating. And then it was like, man, fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah, me and you both. It was it was I, real. I made it the first performance, and then I was out of there. Why you was out though? I don't know, man. It just wasn't me. It didn't it didn't fit me. It didn't feel good. You know what I mean? I was on like, two I, step teams actually, though, Nico. Yeah. I uh, I started on one step team at Jailman, which I loved. Like I was on that team, and then I uh, moved to Hillcrest, and them niggas was stepping with canes. Like real live, like Kappa oh, canes shit. and shit. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. They was getting ready. To, yeah, they was getting ready to join the dancing gang. I understand it. Fam, let me I tell you, the, the niggas, uh, T Mike, for example, used to walk yeah. off in the crowd, give chicks the flowers and shit, the roses and shit. It, it was, it was so beautiful. He, he can pull was, it off though, fam. Oh yeah, he put it off for like what two, three years of high school. So you know, he's yeah, a stepping yeah, maniac. He's a maniac. But <laughs> <laughs> look, man, thank you guys for checking in with us, man. Uh, you guys have been hanging out with us for, I think we got like five or six different pieces of content up under the Ali and Smoke show. And it's now it's time for our actual show show, actual episode. Um, I hate to break this to people so early, but uh, we're going to go on a break right after this episode. <laughs> for a series, we got a lot of stuff that we're actually recording right now. A lot of stuff that's in production right now. And uh, you'll see it. You'll see it going into the new year. Uh, you'll definitely see why we stepped away from doing the show. I think it's how I want to put it. But let's just talk about our show, Nico. Um, yeah, the, stru- the structure of our show, the reason of our show. I would say the reason of our show is simply uh, <laughs> to talk to motherfuckers while we're busy doing things. Like things pop in our head, things come to our mind, and we yeah. just want to go ahead and, and, and get it out. What about you, Nico? Yeah, man, it's kind of like it's kind of like to touch base with the people that follow us and all the things that we do. Plus, like, at the core of it all, like, this is what we do. Yeah. And uh, this is what we do. This is the core of it all. And all the other stuff is just things that we just want to do and we want to accomplish. So we come here. We'll tell you all about it more in detail. Probably reasons why I give you all tidbits that you all never, ever know about. Um, yeah, man, it's just kind of something cool and different that we decided, hey, let's just do it. And blowing smoke will continue. Uh, blowing smoke will still pop up randomly from week to week because you oh, yeah, go get pissed off at things. Uh, I got uh, meet my friend while I be doing a couple of interviews with a couple of people that I meet along the way that'll be popping up. And uh, so we we got some shit coming. But uh, oh, yeah, when, we, sure. when we when we have this show, when we have our podcast, I guess is what this is called. When we have our podcast, of course, we're gonna hit on some hot topics. Uh, we're gonna have a main topic, and then uh, at the end of each episode, we're gonna give you uh quotes and motivational things that motivated us. Um, through the week, and hopefully it helps you through the week, all right? So, Nico, you ready to get to this first topic, man? Let's go, bro. Deion Sanders. Coach Prime, baby. Coach Prime. Coach Prime, man. Took that offer, took that five mil, and said, fuck you, niggas. <laughs> nah. See? Of course, of course, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's not you, but, like, there's truly there is people out there that's saying, like, that's how they feel. They like, oh, he turned his back. He yeah. did. He did exactly what I thought he was going to do. Chubby he was going to use. 
He was going to use uh, Jay. <laughs> He's going to use. Shout out to Chubby too. Uh, fire verse on DOA. But anyway, uh, he was going. He was going to use JSU for everything they had, and then he was just yep. going to leave, and he going to take people with him. It's like, fam. First of all, think bigger picture. If it wasn't for Coach Prime going to JSU, JSU still wouldn't be on the map. He wouldn't. Yeah, that's correct. They got a college game day to go to an HBCU. That ain't never happened. They got all of these well-known people in the in the world coming yeah. to JSU, hanging out with these players, giving them motivational things, all that stuff. Rose pulled he, up, uh million million dollars for game pulled up on them too. Yeah, I mean like and uh uh Rest in peace, Young Dolph, man. But Young Dolph was out there all the time. Oh, yeah, time. Dolph pulled up, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like he's done so much for SWAC, just SWAC conference and HBCUs in the first three years. Plus, he, he barely took a salary. And he had actual good NFL coaches coaching these kids. Mm-hmm. If anything... If anything, shit, they should build a statue of Dion out there. Had a had an undefeated season this year, won a championship. Like, come on, bro. What like, else do you want? What else do you need from him? Yeah, like you want him to stay there. Like eventually at every job, you're gonna want to elevate. Yeah. And with coaching, it just so happens to happen quicker than than anything else. You either gonna like he said, he said you either gonna get terminated yeah. or you're gonna elevate. Yep, that's exactly what I was gonna say. And he put it, he put that pretty nicely, man. You either you're gonna either leave or be asked to leave. So I'm gonna leave yeah. on my own and I'm gonna do my thing. But like you said, man, he did a lot of things, he did a lot of things for that school. I didn't know anything about that school, especially when it came to football until he popped up down yeah. there. Undefeated yeah. season championship. And then um I watched a video where he addressed his team before the actual news and stuff came out. And he was yeah. like, a lot of you guys that want to jump in that, jump in the lottery, not the lottery, the portal, and, and, you know, try to switch schools. I wouldn't do it. I mean, I, yes, we got a lot of awards. Yes, we got a lot of eyes on us, but stay here and let those eyes still be here. Because you're jumping yeah. in that portal, you might be lost forever. So, and I did see another meme that caught my attention. That was pretty funny. It was like, uh, all you niggas mad at Deion Sanders, but y'all didn't even go to an HBCU. Mm. So that's how many <laughs> and, and here was my thing. Here's here's my thing for people that's like getting on Coach Prime. How many how many JSU games did you actually watch? Yeah. Let's keep it a bean. How many JSU games did you really pay attention to? Yeah. Do you realize that Dion's son is really like that? Mm-hmm. Like he could have went to any D1 program and really been like that? Do you know that? No. Like majority of you niggas don't. You just want to complain. Cause it's always it's always the same shit, bro. When a black person elevates to a job, which mind you, Colorado is one of them places where the last four head coaches all been black. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Two, there's been four black head coaches terminated from jobs in uh, yeah. at D one. Yep. How many has been replaced? Just one. So like. We got to start thinking bigger and stop trying to automatically, I'm going to tear this man down, even though he literally elevated other black men, young black men, 
elevated a black school, elevated a black conference, and literally went, hey, y'all going to be sustainable for years to come. I'm going to move on, but with the foundation that I laid, take off. Do your like, thing. Do your thing. Do you think he's going to be successful at New College, Colorado? I think he can be, yeah. I okay. think it can be, yeah, because he's going to have the same approach. I don't know how much you know about University of Colorado football. I don't. Talk there's, to me. There's a 30 for 30 I want you to watch Okay. Um, about Colorado football. What I forget what the coach's name is. He's a legendary coach out there. What he did was he changed the program, and he went to, he went to California. He went into Compton, and he knew – he did the same thing what Dion did when he got Travis Hunter. He went to go talk to his mama. Gotcha. Because a lot of a lot of these players, they know it's it's two things. You're gonna go where your mama tell you to go. And most 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 black women, most black women in the hood is very is very like Christian faith. Yeah. Or just it's just very just religious based. Mm-hmm. So he hit on that. And then when he got him out there, he emboldened Colorado, one of the most beautiful places on the world. Mm-hmm. He showed black kids from the inner city these mountains and trees and this just nice, just, you know what I mean? Like this yeah, it's a better scenery. Different. It's a better view. You, you know what I mean? A, a, just something different. Something that make you go as a kid from, because I'm a kid from the inner city. When, when I got with my wife, my wife lived next to them. My wife's family lived next to the mountains. She wake up the cows. I never seen no shit like that before in my life. Yeah. So it's just like a different, like a change of pace of scenery. And it's something just beautiful that lets you go, hey, man, I can get out of here. It's different. And it's so, something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? You and see something different. That's the same approach. Dion. Plus, it's Dion. Dion walking your house and Nick Saban walking your house. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. You he, don't want to jump. Yeah, it's like, all right, fam. Like, Nick Saban, you cool. I know what you've done, but this Coach Prime. Like, he's done it. You know what I mean? Like, we know what he's going to do. And plus, you know what I mean? And he's one of us. So, you know, like, it's. I think he's going to be successful. At least I want him to be successful. Yeah, I want him to be successful as well. But um, I think he said a lot. I think he said a lot. uh, I think his first press conference in Colorado. um, I had just watched that a few moments ago. Where he was saying, you know, uh, the black community it, it was basically upset with him about it, and he was saying, you know, my calling isn't just for black kids. My calling is is for for all all young men and all young women. And I mean, I get like you want to support black all things black, but at the same time, man, if the guy is going to elevate everybody and make the world a better place, make the young young America a better place. Then I'm all for it, man. And I, I, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys. I never watched a JCU game. I mean, I caught clips of, like I said, Rick Ross being there, Millie, uh, Dolph, just, just sliding through the timeline and seeing stuff like that. I know exactly who Deion Sanders is. But at this point in time, man, my outlook and my take on it is, you elevate, like you said, you elevated, you build a foundation. Now it's up to JCU to continue to build upon what he did there. Now he yeah. going on to the next level and doing it. And hopefully he going on to the next level and do it. And that should motivate other coaches and other people that, that has his type of notoriety and his knowledge to do the same thing, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. 
Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, he a pastor too, so you know what I mean? He's always going to be to everybody. That's crazy, because I know we had a conversation yesterday, just yesterday, about how Christianity will will wipe your slate clean. (laughs) Maybe one of these episodes, we'll talk about it in detail. It will wipe your slate clean, man. Wipe your slate clean, man. Deion Sanders was a wild guy in his prime. Wild boy. But now he's, you know what I'm saying, saved, sanctified in the Holy Ghost and doing his thing. I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I want to pay more attention to him. I, sports is not my thing. Sports is more your thing. Uh, and you put me on game, you keep me up, especially like with the uh, the the, uh, the World Cup that just was going on. I called you the other day. I was like, yo, uh, I heard these niggas in Qatar are bugging. Should I buy the soccer ball? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. I'm I'm gonna try my best to keep up with it more and more, especially being across the screen for you. I gotta be more knowledgeable. Um, but in this particular situation, man, I wish you nothing but the best. I think you niggas is bugging the yeah. fuck out because 100%. I think he went from like two hundred thousand to five million a year. And I'm just saying, like, I would do it. Uh, I don't know about you, but if you tell me I'm taking a job over here in Colorado for five million dollars and I can smoke weed, I'm doing it. You know, yeah, I'm, and, out, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here. I done, out, I, I got my championship, you know what I mean? I, I got a championship. I got a, you know what I mean, a swag trophy. I'm, I'm on the way out. I'm on the way out. Yeah. I'm on the way out. I man. did everything I, I got to do. I'm going. Nico, it's a show on Netflix called Terrorism Close Calls, right? Yep. I think this is going to be our first TV show movie series that we do. We're going to break this show down. Yeah, and man. I think it's a good, a good show to start with because both of us are kind of sort of conspiracy theorists. In a way, in, in, in a way, in a way, in a way, and we both we both uh, <laughs> don't trust the government, but have a good idea and a good understanding of how our government works. Yeah. So what we're gonna do, if I'm not mistaken, is ten episodes of the show, and we're gonna watch each and every episode and tell y'all exactly how the fuck we <laughs> how we feel about it, and hopefully everyone can follow along. It's right on Netflix. Pop it on. We're gonna go show by show. We want you to watch it with us and get into the comments. And tell us, you know, what you think about what we're saying and what you think about the individual show. Now, terrorism close calls. Nico, have you looked at any other other shows, uh, the the actual episodes of the shows yet? Yeah, I know. First episode is about um, uh, shit. I'm finna pull it up. Let's, let's, let's the, see what we got here. Like the bombing of a subway or something like that. We got uh, episode one is go for broke on season one. It uh, looks like two ships, brave captains and their crew, uh, Royal Marines, all battle the elements. Hold on, is this the right show? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Ignore me, fam. <laughs> that was definitely not the right fucking show. Because I'm sitting there going, what you talking about, man? Let <laughs> 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 me get it pulled up, man. Sarah's a close like, cause. Like, what's I pulled up a though? show called The Terror. Look, man, I'm, I'm rusty. I'm rusty. Yeah. All right, let's go. All right, so 10 episodes, man. Mm-hmm. We got episode one as three young terrorists com- complete the plans to detonate a bomb on the New York City subway. Uh, we're talking about FBI investigation into chemical engineering students. It's going to blow some shit up. Uh, we got the Al-Qaeda, Operation uh, Chevrolet, Operation Overt. I said it wrong. Overt. There we go. Overt. Martin Luther yeah, King. Martin Luther King Day plot. I'm going to dive into that one, man. Oh, yeah. I'm going to really oh, dive 100%. into that one. What else we got? The, the Israel honey trap. It's some mm-hmm. things on here I know about, some things that I don't know about. Hopefully, we educate you while we're educating ourselves. We do want to tell you about that, man. That's going to be starting up here in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be diving into that show. And we don't know what's going to come of it. We might we might be completely terrible at doing this, but we're going to fucking yeah. try it out. And hopefully, people it. love it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We might kill it. Just like 
Casey and Anthony killed. Oh, what a segue! <laughs> what a segue, God! What a segue! That is a segue, we, sir. We might kill That's it, just beautiful. like she might might have killed her kid. Nah, man, yeah, you so, put this on the topic list. It's a new thing actually, on Hulu. Talk actually, to me, man. What's this about? Listen, bro. When I seen the trailer drop, I was like, "Yo, this is nuts, fam," mm-hmm. because she basically basically disappeared for eleven years. Nobody know where she been at. Nobody know nothing. You know nothing about her, anything. And then she pop up like, "Hey, I got some shit to say," which everybody should have a chance to get get their shit off. Yeah, that let let's start there. I ain't gonna say everybody, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, you you know what I'm saying. You know yeah. what I'm saying. Majority of people should have the Majority. right to get their shit. Off. There we go. And R. Kelly should get, be able to do a versus. But go ahead. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure, nigga, wild over there. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So when I seen it, I was intrigued because I know I I know how I felt when the verdict happened, when all that stuff was going on, because that was one of the first that was one of the first trials that really played out on social media. Mm -hmm. And when I say play out social media, I mean even the the prosecutors and shit was taking shit from social media. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just. It was it was one of them things that was kind of like, like just getting in the spiral of how, like I said, so how things work. are going here today. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. every high pro high priority case, uh, like uh, my boy Johnny Depp's, for example, his whole yeah. divorce case, day by day, we watched it on television. I think you can yep. say it started back in two thousand eleven with this case. But go ahead. Yeah, man. And so, um, yeah, man. It was just it was intriguing. We watched the documentary. I think uh, Friday, Friday night, maybe. Okay. Watched it all. Um, it's very interesting, bro. So very what is the doc? Is the doc like is it her side of the story? Is it so, her talking or is it one of those like evidence pieces put together type it's, thing? It's kind of all of that. So like okay. it's it's her explaining like first episode is pretty much where the fuck she been at. What the fuck she been doing. Okay. Like because she's not in touch with her family anymore. Her brother, her mother, her father. She don't, don't talk to them anymore. Only family she got is her defense team, which I thought was like interesting in itself. Her defense team is still like they still all work together. I mean, she is as an assistant for one of the people on her defense team. Like, so they took care of her. Yeah, like they took literally. They show you how they took care of her. They show you, hey, we got to get you out of here. Got into a rental home and then like took her away from there. Like, even the show, they show you, like, they in a rental home for this. Like, they don't want you to know exactly where she live at, you know, all that shit like that. But, and then... I'm going to pivot for a second here, man. Go ahead. In cases like this, where you have um, Trayvon Martin's killer, uh, what's his fucking name? George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman. Uh, the, the young kid, uh, I can't, I, I hate, I can't remember names, and this is coming off the top of my head. Fuck, fuck naming them. What I will say, the people that are guilty in uh-huh. these horrific crimes and horrific court cases, um, when you see certain groups donating millions of dollars to their defense, <coughs> to their defense team, or millions of dollars to make sure that they can they can duck off, like like Casey, like you're explaining Casey Anthony. How, how does that make you feel? Do you think like it's okay? Does it bother you? I mean, so, I know it's two sides to every story, but it's like really. So um I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up. Okay. 
Kyle Rittenhouse. You remember when that whole Kyle Rittenhouse? That's exactly what I was trying to name. There you go. When he took two rifles illegally from his home in one state, mm-hmm. travel across state lines, put himself to me, he put himself in danger to be able to kill. Okay. He got off. So with talking to people that was around me that thought, nah, he innocent. And they explained it. They explained why they thought they innocent. I I to this day, I agree to disagree. Yeah. But um I've realized like it's not it's not for me to feel any type of way because you can have your opinion and you can like you can have your feeling. If you felt like he didn't do it, then it's nothing that I or you can say to change that person's Just mind. mind. Yeah. So like, but it doesn't take away from like, especially if I if I know you and you like, yeah, I'm gonna donate to him because I think you know what I mean he he didn't do nothing or she didn't do nothing. And I'm like, yo, you bugging, but that's your life. You know what I mean? Like it's I can't stop you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't stop you at all. So, at first, I thought, like, yo, niggas is nuts. Got to get them the fuck away from me and all that shit like that. But it don't stop them from being, like, a good person or But do you think it should be, like, legal? Because if I'm not mistaken, there's been certain certain cases and and certain big-time things that have happened where people start throwing money on a GoFundMe. And GoFundMe will refund the money and shut down, you know, the page. And say, no, you can't support that. Do you think that type of shit is okay? Like, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, like, the people that's donating all this money to the criminal in these situations, like, I think that shit should probably be illegal, fam. Or, like, I don't, it shouldn't be as easy to support bullshit, man. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think then we, we stepping in the territory, then I don't think we really understand. Because, like, say, like, Flipping on his head. Say if it was like, let me let me see. Man, say if George was, Zimmerman was doing fucking like TED talks with oh, not, in Arizona's and shit, fam. Like that's not cool, fam. Yeah, no, I'm I agree with you a hundred percent. That shit is not cool, and it's nuts if you, it's nuts if you uh, uh, co-sign it. Yeah, but. I mean, it's, it truly is legal. Like, if, if you get off, if you get off, you can literally go and live your life however you want to. I get it, but fuck, man. Like, yeah, no, it's fucked up. Like, it's it's truly a fucked up thing. If you did something bad and you know, we, like, George Zimmerman is a fucked up person. Yeah. Like, he, he truly, that's another thing. Him and Kyle Rittenhouse did the same thing to me. Okay. Like, they literally baited the situation into happening. Okay, yeah. And but and both of them got off. Like both of them got off on the same shit. Like so it's like do will I ever support them? No. Should anybody ever support them? No, but there's going to be people out there. It's inevitable. People are going to go against the grain whether we like it or not. Do you think that we shouldn't And I know we're way off topic. But like you said, this, this this case that we were talking about with Casey Anthony back in uh, 2011, if I'm not mistaken, it was one of the, like the biggest televised cases that of our time with social yeah. media and things like. Do you think that we give these people celebrity by pushing everything on social media by continuing Hell, to talk yeah. about them? 
Yeah. And something has to something has to give, fam. Like I yeah. when I when I heard that George Zimmerman was doing like fucking not press conferences, but like I want to say TED talks for lack of words mm-hmm. about the situation and signing Skittle packs and hoodies and shit. I'm like, this this is not right. This is just ethically no. not fucking right. But like you said, it's legal. Yeah, but what did you just say? You said ethically. Yeah. Ethic and morals, ethic and morals is for decent human beings. This person is not a decent human being. Well, we being. should live in a fucking decent country where that shit shouldn't just be fair. Not fair we or even should. just done. We should, but we I live think- in the land. We live in the land of the free, home of the brave. So you can literally do whatever the fuck you want to do. I think we this literally, really, I think this was we li- apart, man. We literally just had a sitting president admit to all the bad shit that he's done while he was president. And the nigga's still out here walking free, about to run for president again. I don't understand that either. You see what I'm saying? We literally, we literally live in a place where they took, well, I guess I would say our founding fathers, but they took those words and over hundreds of years, just twist that shit. And then yeah, they make it fit. Living in fucking Living in fucking chaos. I guarantee you, if the white people who came over here and murdered all these people to start new land and shit was looking at the white people now, they looking at them like they fucking crazy. Yeah. Looking at them like, what are you talking about? That's not what we wanted. That's not what. Yeah, I get it. I, I don't know, man. You know I just mean? when when I see shit like that, when I when I hear things like that, it's just like like with her, for example, like when we first, before we even started in pre production, was talking about this particular case. And I was like, man, I, don't, I haven't watched the doc because all I'm seeing is Hulu gave her a big ass shit to tell her <laughs> side of the story, but she a murdering bitch. And you was like, whoa, fam, that's not, that's not what happened. That's yeah, not what happened. I don't, but I'm yeah. biased like that because it's like, fam, like, how are you getting this big ass Hulu check to go and tell what the fuck going on? Fuck what's going on with you, fam? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a fuck, but I guess I'm not the only person that's watching Hulu. So I guess yeah, I answered my own question. Well, it's, it's on Peacock, but like. On Peacock. Uh yeah, man. I mean, people are gonna be interested in the story because it was so ho- high profile, and they go- they're gonna want to know what she said. And she like admits that she admits what happens on that day. Mm-hmm. She said she was a light sleeper. She always kept her, her away from the dad or whatever. But for some reason, like that day, they fall asleep. She wakes up. Her baby girl's not there. She gets up. She goes outside. Dad is holding her. She is soaking wet and like screaming at her. Look what you did. Look what you did. Look what you did. Pretty much implying that she fell in the pool. But the thing about the pool theory is it was an above ground pool and the ladder wasn't in the pool to get in the pool. And she was only like three at the time. So it's not like she put in the a ladder in the pool and getting in the pool. Yeah. But how they framed it was like he raped her from like eight to like 12 and then her brother started fucking with her after that. So it was like that type of shit going on in the house. And, you know, then they talk about how the cops never questioned the father, never questioned the father at all. But the father was telling the cops you need to get this bitch off the streets, but was telling everybody in interviews and shit, I just want my daughter home. So it was like, 
it was mad shit in there that was just like, yo, fam, this is weird. And then the guy that the guy she works for that was on her defense team was like, I believe, I believe your father, your father did something to your daughter and did the whole because Casey Anthony was saying how she used to like she used to scream when he did it, but he would like put a pillow over her head and shit. It's graphic as fuck. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah. us, especially us having daughters. It's like, yo, this shit is sick. Yeah, but he feels like that's what he did to her, and then just pretty much dumped in the pool, dumped in the pool to get rid of like any type of fucking evidence, and then like, look what I, you know, what I mean, like, look what you she did. Felt, yeah, she yeah. fell in the pool because she was negligent, and but then after that, it goes like to some wild shit. Understand you was probably like 20, I think she was like 21 at the time. Yeah. Like I understand you 21, but then like shit kick in. If you say, if you say your daughter was, if your your daughter was everything to you and you do anything to protect her, the first thing you're gonna do is when you're holding your soaking wet baby, you're gonna call 911. Somebody come help her. Not your dad yell at you about it and then go, I'ma, I'ma take care of it. And then you don't hear nothing about your kid for 31 days other than your dad saying she's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. But you don't see it. That's it's do, 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 Does Casey Anthony have any like mental things going on? Like, Oh she, I'm, yeah. I mean, she, she talks about that too. She talks about how she like, she has nightmares and shit about stuff. And you know what I mean? Like, Mary, so. I mean, I mean, when you were in shock, I, I'm not trying to cap for her at all. But when you're in shock and someone says I'm gonna take care of it, you 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 can just be like, all right, all right, go ahead, you got it. Oh, oh so, yeah, yeah, for I mean, sure. Again, if I'm you, not sure. If you watch the doc, if you watch the doc, it the doc further further made me believe that my theory was right. My theory has always been: I don't believe she killed her, but I believe she know who killed her, and I believe she knows. She knew more than what she said. But she was putting on. And in the doc, she admits, I, I didn't kill her, but I know who did. I know who did. And I think it's this. This is what happened. She don't oh, so know she, for sure what She rolled it out. She says it's all in the doc. Yeah, yeah. She says all what I just told you. She says she was asleep with her. She woke up. She wasn't there. She go outside. Her dad screaming at her, holding her wet kid. She grabs her, and she's like in fucking shock. Dad takes her away and was like, I got it. Don't worry about it. I'm going to figure this out. And then I think she, I forgot what, what she did right after that or whatever. But that's she said that's all she remembers. And then they explain everything else after that. And then like you see working theories of people that work on both sides of it. They talked to the detectives who arrested her immediately, like immediately after they talked to her friends, they talked all this shit and then like presented them with like more information than just the trial. Because a lot of people was just getting one side or the other. It wasn't all of it. Plus new information that they have. So but Nick, what draws you to watch this type of shit, huh? 
because it was I I don't know like it was like I said I seen the trailer I seen the trailer like everybody else and was like yo fam like I kind of want to that's trauma fam that's it's like becoming a a, a trauma addicted society fam like oh Oh, like fight videos and and I I seen I was I was on uh, on Twitter on my way home today in fucking traffic and um I was stopped in traffic let me let me Mm -hmm. clear that up and um it was a guy that basically he was beefing with somebody the person walked up on him at the gas station and like unloaded a whole clip on him and that was what the clip was and i got so disgusted like i, I reported the person who, who posted it and all that shit i was yeah, like yeah. i don't want to see this shit but it's like our society becomes so attracted to it where it's no longer being like sickening it's like oh shit look at this crazy shit that just happened fam so i I will watch this because you you're recommending it, and because I want to mm-hmm. I want to follow back up on this conversation. But yeah. man, I just I don't I don't run to this type of shit, man. I don't. So I didn't plan on it. Is it just kind of like it just kind of happened? Like, and then plus, like I know I know there was people around me that was gonna watch it, and I was just curious to know. You gotta have, was, you have your input on it. Yeah, yeah. I was curious to know what they thought about it because a lot of people that I know around me is like, yo, the bitch did it. And it's nothing that's going to change my mind. But I'm I'm never going to be a person that go, well, I think this way and this way only. And then new information comes and I just disregard it. It's either going to be like, I'm going to accept the new information for what it was and still... I, the new information just told me what I thought was right. Yeah, made you feel it, make you feel more yeah. like you, what you had in mind. Yeah, actually, what yeah, it's just like, all right, this, okay, like I kind of saw that from even then, but you know, what I mean, it, it is what it is. I can't do, man. I can't do trauma. I can't. I, 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 it's not that I can't do it. I try my best to best to avoid it. Yeah. And one thing that I'm avoid is a new Will Smith movie. I can't even say the name of it. Uh, emancipation. Emancipation. I can't do slave movies, fam. I can't, I can't do, I can't do slave movies. Like, I just, I'm over it. I'm tired of seeing it. And now I'm to the point where I laugh at it. Not laugh at what happened, but I'm looking at the movie and trying to make light of it because it's just trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma. Like, I know what happened. I get what happened. I'm not saying forget slavery. I'm not saying no people shouldn't know these movies shouldn't be made, but it shouldn't be like put out as like blockbuster movies. Like, if you turn on Apple TV right now. There's a whole like slide dedicated to this movie. And it's yeah. just like, you gotta watch it. Look at what the director say. Look at what inspired us. Look what I'm like, fam. I think these type of movies should be like educational documentaries to tell you exactly what happened, but making them into blockbuster movies and dramatizations of them. I'm not rolling, fam. I'm not rolling. What you think about this new Will Smith joint though? So um I I, I probably won't ever click play on it. And okay, I if it's a Will Smith movie, I will click, click play. Yeah, you, you but, you're a Will Smith fan. You are. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Will Smith fan, and you plus, are. like, it's very few, it's very few uh, great black actors, and okay. he's one of them. So, like, I'm always gonna support him. He, uh, okay. he is, bro. Okay, okay. That, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. I said okay. I said okay. That's, that's okay. fine. We. We talk about this shit all the time, guys. We talk about this all the time. <laughs> now, I feel you. I get it. But it's, well, let me take back great, but it's it's very few that can get people out to these movies. Like Okay. Very few I'll, I'll agree with you with that. 
You know what I mean? Like, there's there's no denying he's box office. Yeah. Like, he, he is Mr. Box Office. He is Mr. Oh, yeah. Fourth of July. He is Mr. Christmas. Mr. Thanksgiving, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, holidays, get let's get Will. You know what I mean? Like, that that's, it is what it is. But, like, I'm not going to click on it because I I don't like that. I don't like how people um, uh, make money off of black trauma. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, there's a lot of these movies. I just don't like how it's done. And like you said, I think it's more documentary based stuff. It should be yeah. because it's more of learning that it's not a dramatization. It's a, here's the facts about it all. And no matter if it's like true to its core, like bring up birth of a nation, for instance, that's my favorite slave movie. I mean, it's Nat Turner doing what Nat Turner did. Like, it was somebody that he took that shit in his own hands and went from plantation to plantation, killing everybody he could, and rightfully so. Yep. And and then, of course, you know what I mean? They wind up catching him, you know what I mean? Killing him. Killing him. Do you have a favorite slave movie, by the way? It's it's either that or it's probably that one. Because Django's a slave movie, but I don't really like it's a fictional slave movie. Yeah. So, like, and I feel weird about, like, I think Quentin Tarantino is a phenomenal director and his visions are phenomenal. But it's something about him and black trauma that don't sit right with me. Because he's only did nine movies, but most of his movies are black-based. And it's all black exploitation-based. And, I mean, I mean, he even casted himself in the movie yeah. In in Pope Fishing, just to say nigger, and he made himself have a black wife. So when we talk about Django, it's just like Django's a phenomenal movie. Django's Jamie Foxx did his thing on that one. I mean, but Jamie Foxx is top three actor of all time, like or just talent. Again, just I'm sorry. Talent. I I do this talent. all the time. I do this all the time, guys. I got I gotta pivot. Did you see Tyrese try out for Django? Yes. That shit was amazing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, that shit I, was yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yo, I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry. That shit came to my head. That's it. That, that, shit's, that shit's beautiful. amazing. That's that just beautiful. Uh, <laughs> damn. Jamie Foxx is like top three entertainers ever. Yeah. And so he's always going to bring, he's always going to bring that. And then there's only one black person in the world. Only one black person in the world that can do what Samuel Jackson did. And it's him. Yeah. And that's what he said. He said when Quentin Tarantino hit him up about the movie, he was like, let me play that role. Because he ain't want no other black person playing that role. He solidified. Yeah, he he solidified in his career. He don't have nothing else to do. Yeah. So... We're gonna accept Sam Sam Jackson doing that and nobody else, no matter yeah. how good you do. You know what I mean? It and won't it just, tarnish anything for Sam. Like if, if yeah. shit would have went left, it's like nigga, that's still Sam. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, fam, you gotta if if some black person says something crazy about Samuel Jackson, like yo, fam, you gotta shut the fuck up, B. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's certain black people in the community in Hollywood that you just go, yo, shut the fuck up. Which I won't do that far, Kelly. But anyway, man, yeah. Will Smith. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> Will Smith, man. 
Yeah, you say he was doing like a promo run, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. What was your thoughts yeah. on the promo run that he had going on? So my only thoughts is they gotta shut up talking to him about the slap. Yeah, it's not that serious. I mean, you it know is what that mean? serious, but it's not that serious. But it's not that serious, really. You, I mean, you put mean? your like, hands on somebody on, on national television, and it, that's serious, fam. That's serious. Oh, uh, that part okay. of it is serious. But okay. to continue to run with it, no. Yeah, stop, stop asking that man about it. He already explained himself. You know what I mean? Like, he already explained himself. He's already trying to move on. I'm not vilifying the man for for slapping somebody, fam. Like, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. and, and then low-key, you can kind of justify it. Whether whether you feel like whether you feel like he was wrong or not, there's an argument. He was right. Yeah. But he apologized for it. He did everything you want him to do. He he disappeared for a little while, did whatever journey he needed to do, even though it's really his fucking wife, the one that needed this a fucking peer. But that's a whole I mean shit, nigga. Like uh, she be embarrassing Will, fam. Yeah, man. She be embarrassing Will. And and Will don't smack me, fam, but she be embarrassing Will, fam. And he don't deserve it. He don't. You know what I mean? Like, he don't fucking deserve it. Like, like how he talked to people, how inspiring he can be for black folks in general. I mean, the man man went from hip-hop to movies so seamlessly. You know what I mean? And then you... Uh, He didn't have the greatest hip-hop career, though, fam. But, but... When you talk to the people that me and you both think are legends, it's one person that they always they always gonna bring up, and they don't deny they don't deny the Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff, bro. I mean, he might yeah. he he might have been corny, but he did it. He literally was one of the ones that was like, "Hey, bro, you don't gotta cuss. You don't have to do gangster shit. You can make." You you can make friendly records, and you can get busy. Like it ain't like he can't rap. No, nah, he got just, busy. He got busy. You know, you know what I mean. Like it it ain't like he can't rap. It's not like you know what I mean. Like I we talked about Nick Cannon this weekend. I'm just gonna bring that up. We talked about <laughs> Nick Cannon this weekend. There's never been a time where you like Nick Cannon got busy, but <laughs> but when you see Nick Cannon got busy once or twice, fam. Okay, but. When you then see he diss Eminem or something, he got busy on that shit. He nah, f- all right, fam. Okay. So uh <laughs> when you hear when you hear niggas like like Snoop and Ice Cube and all these fucking yeah. hardcore, you know I me, mean, gangster niggas talk about yo, fam. When I heard summertime for the first time and they rapping this shit back to him, and they like, yo, this shit was like, I can never make a fucking record like this. You know what I mean? Like his hip hop career is solidified. Yeah, okay. And and then you know I me mean? with with everything, him going bankrupt and all that shit, and then the the TV show kind of fell into his lap, and he went in the movies. I mean, it's a it's a black guy from Philly that we can champion, and he don't deserve the shit that his wife put him through. Don't, he don't but... he don't deserve it so much so that the night his greatest night of his life in movie history tarnished because. This bitch couldn't take a joke. Got a point. What well, well, you think people would feel differently if he left her and married a white woman? I think it that's the first I, time you've been quiet in a while, Nico. <laughs> that's true. I almost feel like because you know how I feel about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it'd be accepted because it's will. 
I mean, you know he done been fucking white women. Oh yeah. Oh this yeah. like this like I don't know if you watched the Red Table Talk when she said she had the uh entanglement with August. And Will goes, I don't know how many people caught it, but Will goes, I'm gonna get you back for it. And then she goes, Oh, you got me back. Plenty enough for it. Trust me. Nigga, they was talking about he was out here with Margot Robbie. Yeah, fucking, that's that's what I was thinking. You know about. what I mean? Uh, uh, what's what's the chick name? Uh, uh, Eliza Koshi. Fucking, I don't know who that one is. Oh, I think his co-star in uh, Hancock. I think he, they said he, he got oh, busy with Sir, her too. Clarice, yeah, Sharice Taylor. Fam, he probably got busy with so. I'm, in the book, in the book, bro, he was oh, talking yeah. about that. That nigga was getting so much sex in his like movie career life that he was just like he would throw up afterwards. That's how much sex he was getting. That's so I know that the nigga cool on that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and plus it's will. Like you, you hear you hear the nigga talk, and it's like, all right, fam. I know I can never let any like any woman I'm with. I can't let you around because <laughs> he just go. You know, fam. He gonna talk he about gonna, the draws. Hell yeah, fam. Like he tall. Like he tall. He got money. He know how to talk good. It's a wrap. Gotcha. 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 <laughs> Well, now it's come time for our main topic. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll introduce our main topic because our main topic came from came from a real life situation um, that I was dealing with. Um, I won't go too too deep into detail, but uh, in the last week or so, I've had to deal with pornography um, with a young adult, not my kids. I'm going to put that shit out there now. Uh, it's not my kid at all, but I had to deal with pornography um, in a young adult's life, and the question came to the group chat of, "When did you start watching porn? You know, like what, what, what age group was it? What uh, did you start? Why did you start? You know, we had a short conversation about it because you know, uh, when it comes to porn, people look at it in different ways. All right, so we're going to start this off real, real simple, real easy. Nico Smoke, can you answer this? Can you complete this sentence? I think porn is. I think porn is detrimental to a undeveloped mind mm. nicely put nicely put I, I i you know what i wasn't i wasn't gonna say it so beautifully but i was gonna basically say the same thing i think porn is is, is made for an adult it's made for for an adult that's, that's sexually active or want to be sexually active but you you said it perfectly they have to have that mature mind they have yeah. to have that mature mind and um i just go ahead and flip to the next one the the question that started in the group chat was when was your first time watching porn? I think the the general consistency was like 11, 12, 13. Yeah. Around that particular area. Do you want to talk about your first time in any detail at all? Of just of just seeing it that you can remember of of sneaking to watch it or how did it fall upon your plate or anything like that? Uh I remember I remember who exposed me to it. I don't really want to say who exposed me okay. to it because it it caused some shit. Got you. Um, but just tell me how. Like, how were you exposed to it? Like, what what happened in that particular situation? I was exposed to it from a from an older person who wanted to, I guess, in a way, educate on the female. Yeah. Like, oh, the you, porn. You you about you about to run into this, and when you run into this, you need to know what this is, what this is, and 
So they gave you sex ad, sex ad with Pornhub? Kinda. It was the most <laughs> awkward. It was the most awkward shit. And now that I, I realized a lot of stuff in my life as a kid that I was exposed to, if if you think about it now in the terms of this society, it's like, yo, fam, like that's wild. You, you went through some, you went through some wild like trauma shit. Like it's it's really some. Like I can I can tell stories about this and you you'll be like your fan like you need to go talk to somebody because it's 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 one of those things that's why I said it's not for a it's not for a person that's have an undeveloped mind that is not mature enough to handle it. Well, my my situation uh my first time is not as traumatic and deep as Nico Nico's yeah. was guys I'm sorry yeah. um so my dad had a i forgot what fucking movie it was i want to say it was exit wounds it was some movie that was on like a tape right and you know the tape you get to the end you stop it and you wind it back but if you don't then it just it's just there at the credits so i put the tape in tap cake tap cake the tape kept playing so it was running through the credits or whatever and i was just gonna let it go to the end and rewind itself you know back in the day if you didn't have a remote once the tape ran like when ran to the, the stopping point it would just rewind and start the movie over so that was my thought process like i'm just gonna let this shit play i can't find a remote to rewind but what i seen after the credits was amazing yeah. <laughs> i didn't i didn't know what it was uh if i'm not mistaken it was like booty talk oh like one of the booty talks okay tape to right. the back end of it and i was like holy shit like what the fuck is this you know, I went back to the pro. I went back to the project. Told all my homies, so yo, <laughs> my dad has his tape and his tape. Da, 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 da. And from that point forward, it was just like, yo, you got a tape. I got a magazine. My brother has a this. My brother has a that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like as a- accessible as it is now. Like I said, it was. I have a tape. My partner yeah. had a magazine. My yeah. partner had some pictures that were like yeah. stuck together, and it was all like bits and pieces. But now it's to the point where you can jump on if you have a Twitter account, if you have a Facebook account, an Instagram account. Like you, you have type it in, yeah, yeah. You can just type in the word "porn" or "not safe for work" or the letters for "not safe for work," and the shit pops up, and it's kind of like holy fuck, man! It's right there in your face. It's right there all the time. And my best way for me to explain it to like a, I guess a younger person. Or younger generation, I told him it was like it's like a Marvel movie for him. It's like a superhero movie. You can watch porn and half the shit that you see, you're never gonna do. Never. It's never gonna happen. Never. You know all of that shit scripted. It's a fucking. It's a movie. Of course mm-hmm. you have amateur. Of course you got niggas that's just holding their phone. Yeah, you know I mean smacking it from the back and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But all that, all the mainstream stuff. It's all planned. It's all planned out. It's all, you know, I'm not saying niggas, all of them are taking like dick pills and all this stuff, but it's all a production. Yeah. So understand that this is technically porn is not real life. Yeah. And it's, it's actually, and it's actually work for these people. And these people are friends. They people are friends that happen to go, hey, let's make some money doing this. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? All this stuff ain't like real for real. Like, it's it's just not, and it's not. That's why I say to an undeveloped mind that doesn't know anything, and don't know how to be mature enough to handle it. It's 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 not real, and people that expose you to it, like you said, like because when I got exposed to it, 
it was around the same time all the homies in the neighborhood is getting exposed. Yeah, to. yeah, so we like all said, we all popped off at the same time. It's, you know what I mean? It's a tape and all that, and then you know what I mean. Getting high school, I remember the first booty talk I ever saw. Booty yeah, talk nigga, booty 20. talk is legendary. Yeah, bo- <laughs> booty talk twenty, nigga, and then uh, I I heard a coochie fart for the first time, and I thought it was the like the greatest shit on the planet because <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a homegirl. I had I had a homegirl that I used to talk to all the time, and um, she also had the same tape, and we used to just play. We talk was heavy in the hood, fam. Yeah, we we <laughs> we used to just play it, and then when that part came on, it's just hilarious. Like you know what I mean? Like it got to a point where it was just like you just so desensitized to it. It came to the point like me and my wife, right when we was dating, we like you know like a. Uh, like Showtime or Cinemax and shit. Yeah. They got like the, the soft core stuff. The soft core, yeah. They don't really show it going in, but they, you know what I mean? You know what's going on. You know what's going but, on. But they had like a whole storyline to it. Like, oh, it's a college setting. And, you know, they had a whole like hour and a half like like shows. Me and my wife would sit there like we we be out and about doing whatever, you know what I mean? Drinking, hanging out with, hanging out places. And then we come home, go to her house or whatever. Just turning on, just to just to watch and just like laugh at the shit that was going on, like because it went from you first get introduced to porn, it's like yo, what the fuck, and you this go crazy, yeah. and then you get desensitized to it, and then it's like oh nah, this shit is actually fucking <laughs> funny, like you know what I mean, like, like this shit's a comedy for real. You the know? storylines be mad wild, <laughs> wild speak- as hell. But speaking of storylines, man, I gotta ask this question, man. Come on with it. Come on with it. Porn star aspirations. Nico yes, Smoke. At any point in your life, have you said, you know what? I, I think I, I think I'm gonna sell my dick. I think I wanna be, I think I'm gonna be a porn star. 100 percent 100 percent Even to this day, like now, now it's not like I wanna star in it, I just wanna film it. So, <laughs> so it went from like every everything in my life, fam. I always wanted to participate in shit. And then it got to a point where it's like, all right. I can't really participate in it like I want to, so I gotta find a different way to participate in it. So now I'm getting really good with a camera. I just film the shit. You know what I mean? This nigga said, "I'm sorry, y'all." This nigga came. <laughs> this nigga, I forgot where we were at. I forgot what was filming. I forgot all of that shit. But I, what I do remember is Nico told me there was a full body harness that you can wear yeah. to record some shit for porn. And ever since that day, I looked at this nigga differently. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, nigga, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Now I got it all planned out, fam. I got the I got the whole like camera suit that I'm gonna get, nigga. With you know what I mean, different cameras, all that. Get all different angles. You know what I mean? E- everything that what's I. Your need, what, 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 what's your name? What's your name, Nico Smoke? My porn name. If yeah, I what's got your porn it? name? Yeah. You know, I I never really got that far. Like okay. so, I never got far to choosing a name. But I was serious about like, fam. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fly out to California and figure it out. Like, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, I literally had it, like, planned out. I was like, yo, fam. And at that time, at that time, like, um, I wasn't really talking to my pops. But, like, me and my pops was cool enough to be like, if I wanted to go out there, I'd just go out there. So my whole plan was, I'm going to just say, fuck it. Get on a plane. Go out there. Fucking figure it out. Because he was living in L.A. at the time. So oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, hell yeah. Fuck it. I just go out there and figure it out. Because my whole thing was... If in my mind I was like, yo, I asked everybody that was around me, if you saw 
somebody that you knew on the tape. Fuck it. You'll buy the tape, wouldn't you? Everybody go 100%. <laughs> like, I don't know if I would buy the tape, fam. I'm, I'm going to call yo, you, my nigga. I'm going to call yo, you, my nigga. Be like, yo, Nick, my, my boy. I nigga. see you on Booty Talk 37, my boy. What, I tell you what the this fuck is going on? I tell you this right now. If you knew me how you knew me now, right? And I go, yo, fam, I'm going to just let you know, fam, I was in a porn back in like 09. Nigga, you're going to be curious enough to go, not looking, not look at it because, you know, of, of anything, it might not be anything sexual. It's just like, Nah, my man's was in this. I got it. Like you know what I mean? I gotta check. I gotta check it out, man. I gotta no. check it. Now nah, I'm telling you, nigga. I'm not I, doing it's it. It's gonna man. be. It's gonna be. It's curiosity, fam. It's I, I'll keep. I'll keep the joke running. I'll keep the whole situation going that you was in a porn. But I don't think yeah. I ever just go pull it up and be like, nigga, yo, niggas I might find curious, out the man. name of it and where it's at. So if niggas be like, I don't believe, like, fam, here's yeah, the link. Here you, here you go. <laughs> here's, here's the, the link. link. Here's, here's the link. Watch my man, nigga. You know, I'm. I'm just saying, niggas' curiosity will take them to places that you never think they'll take them to. And mine almost got me into porn. Fam, I've never thought about doing porn. Of course, everybody's pulled their, their flip phone <coughs> or whatever back in the day and, you know what I mean, smack some yams and watched it back. Mm-hmm. But not like full-fledged doing it. I think the closest I've ever came to that was uh, a partner of mine, my best friend in the entire world. Uh, we said we are going to be strippers, like <laughs> male okay. strippers. All right. It was going to be uh, thundering, thundering, lightning. and go on like a world tour i think we had some chick saying that she was going to manage us that's probably the closest i've ever came to like just the whole porn star thing Mm -hmm. like i just don't i think it's a lot of behind the scenes to it that i don't know yeah like i'm i'm pretty sure niggas ain't just like pulling up getting hard and fucking because i'm not understanding it's like a lot of pausing a lot of yeah. setting up shots, and I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be interrupted when I'm getting busy, fam. That's just that's just me. Yeah. So like a lot of times, like we said, like this shit ain't real. So like you get to a place, it's mad cold, and then like there's so many, there's so many things that I've read and I've heard, like porn stars talk about man and female. Like it's just cold. It's brutal on a woman. Like the woman's just naked the whole goddamn time, and then. Like, so when you do scenes, you got to do picture stuff, too. It's not screen grabs. It's actual pictures. Yeah. So, like, so you just in there, like, like as a male, you just in there. You got to stay hard. And then that's hard for the male to do. It's not like you got any type of erectile dysfunction. It's just, like, after a while, you get desensitized to it. It's like, yeah. all right, I'm hard. I'm ready. But now we got to take these pictures. But I got to seem like I'm hard. And I'm inside of this chick. But we not doing anything. It's just kind of weird. It's too much. It's too much thinking. It's it's a lot. It's, it's truly too much a lot thinking. to go into it, and it's, it's way and too it's much really, thinking. and it's really work. When they say we are sex workers, it's really work. It's just they have sex. What what people on the outside think is just pure pleasure. It's it's at times it's pleasure, and like any job, you satisfied doing your job, but sometimes you like man, fuck this shit. Yeah, like I I flip this whole fucking table over. Yeah, you know what I mean. I throw this speaker across the fucking yard. You know what I mean? Like you just whatever. nut all over the scene, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I nut on the director. I seen, I seen one time. <laughs> I seen one time where it was a chick, where it was a porn star chick. She was like, "Yeah, it was just a terrible fucking day." And I, 
I fucking spit nut on the damn guy that was uh, shooting the uh, shooting the porn because he was he was just on some super extra shit making everybody's day fucking miserable. And she so spit took- the, the other man's semen on him. Yep, fam, yep. CDV or whatever it's called. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a battery, fam. I saw and they don't spit another nigga on me. Like, oh, oh yeah, sounds, that's wild. That just sounds wild. Yeah. But nah, man, I wanted to. Uh, I guess because the conversation was a little rough for me to have uh, yeah. earlier last week, and I know it's kind of awkward because certain people that they're wrong with us, they they not answer porn. They think porn is wrong. Like I'm not watching it, and there's so many different levels to it, man. It's just I know talking to you, talking with you about it would bring. A cheerful light to it, a funny light to it. Like oh, I said, yeah, yeah. When 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 this first was dropped on my plate, it was like, man, I don't feel like dealing with this shit. I don't want to talk about this shit. Like, nigga, yeah. I don't want to. I mean, and my last question I have for you is kind of heavy. It's kind of heavy. It's kind of heavy. But um, as a parent, right? Mm-hmm. Again, this has nothing to do with my kids at all. You know what I'm saying? If my kids are watching this, which you shouldn't be. Uh, you should not be at fucking. I'm gonna right to the camera. You should not be at all watching this. Cut this shit the fuck off. But if you are, it's not your brother or sister that we're talking about here. I want to yeah, yeah. clear that shit because these little motherfuckers get in the group yeah. chat. Like yeah, your yeah, dad man. talking about you. <laughs> Who the fuck watching dicks on the motherfucking internet? Like yo, relax. <laughs> they love picking at each other. So I just want to look right in the camera and say it's none of the Clement clan. Like it's none of y'all. All right. Yeah. Cool. But. If that was to happen, Nico Smoke, like you have you, your oldest is a, is a young is a young lady. My oldest mm-hmm. is, a, is a boy. Um, we both have boys and girls, though. If any of your kids you just happen to grab their tablet at any point of life, and you jump on it, you jumping on their tablet not to be like a nosy parent, but just to be like, yo, let me see that real quick. I want to look something yeah. up. Yeah. And you click up and you see that. How do you talk to your kid about it? Like, what the fuck? I think I think the main thing is don't get pissed off. So what I mean by that is immediately we're gonna want to fly the fuck off the handles. What oh, the fuck are you yeah. doing? Oh yeah, why are you doing this? Yeah. But it's not going to that's not gonna help the situation so much because then it's gonna make them shut down. Yeah. What you do right. is what you do is you do what my mother did to me. My mother, my grandmother did to me. They sat me down and they explained, hey. This is this is X, Y, and Z. You're gonna see this stuff. Let me properly teach you the ways of the land. And no, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. There's a time and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. You're exposed to it now, but tighten this shit up. Don't do this no more. There's gonna be a time where, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna get into it. You can open this. Let box. me let me let me understand. Let me let me help you understand how you open up this box, because there's a way to go about it. That's a wild statement, by the way. Well, of course, how to open up this box. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I love these niggas, man. That's why I love these niggas. Of course, that was wild as hell, man. Let me explain Once, how I open up this box, young me. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I know, I know, man. Let's, I know, I know, I know. Let, let, All right, let me man. explain it. Yeah, man. There's just it's it's ways it's ways to go about it. And, and I, one thing, I, go, ahead. go ahead. I know I'm gonna get. I know I'm just gonna say I know I'm gonna get there one day, and that's just what I plan on doing. Is is 
teaching them like my mom and grandmother taught me. Gotcha. I will say, man, one thing that I'm very excited about, period, like meeting you, having you around, um, pre-Ali and Smoke Show, um, and with the Ali and Smoke Show is we're both parents. We're mm-hmm. both going to have those awkward conversations at some point. And we always have the other person to turn around and be like, my nigga, like, what would you say? All right, what, did, what did you say when this oh, first happened? Yeah, yeah. That's always cool. And then just being able to hash it out in front of the, the front of the, the viewers, man. Because it's going to be people <laughs> that, that, that watch what we talk about and, and catch clips of what we talk about. And they're going to use it. It might be somebody right fucking now that just saw what you said and was like, you know what? I spazzed the fuck out. Let me backtrack and show yeah. my kid this particular way. So, man. This journey is going to be great with you. I'm glad. I'm glad you got. I got you across the uh, across the screen from me. Yeah, I'm man, on the same. Couch next to me, and of course behind the camera doing what we do. But let's get to uh, let's get to our final segment of the week. Now, this of the week segment, man, it's it's going to be it's going to be wide open. It's any any song, any album, any music, uh, any quotes, any any moments that happened this week that you would like to share. And um, not only share them, explain why we're sharing them, and hopefully they can help somebody out of that's watching or listening. So, uh, Nico, would you like to go first with your of the week, or would you like me to take a swing from Yeah, man. My quote of the week is, uh, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken by Oscar Wilde. This is true. It's very, very profound, man. Just just be you. Be 100% you. Don't let anybody dim your light. Don't let every, anybody try to take your shine away. Just... Be who you are meant to be. That is true. Now, my quarter of the week comes from Mother Oprah. And my, <laughs> my quarter of the week is turn your wounds into wisdom. Mm. And um, I read this this week. And I'm a fan of Oprah. I'm just going to say that shit. Like, everybody know I love Oprah. Oprah's like number one in my life. Um, she's the head of my life. Now it's fine. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I really, when I heard it, like I said, um, the situation with the porn that happened last week and other little situations happened in my personal life, it's like, this shit hurts. It doesn't hurt physically, but it cuts mentally. It cuts because I I, I did not have what I needed to say uh, uh, to that person just pre-written. I didn't know what I was going to say. I just had to come off the cuff with it and hope and pray that it was the right thing. And when other situations happen to, to anyone mentally, it's those mental wounds. And you can either allow them to keep you down. You can allow them to, to cut you so deep that you, you don't want to do anything else. Or, like Mother Oprah said, you can turn those wounds into wisdom and you can learn from those situations. And that's what I've been doing. So, Nico, give us the quote one more time. Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken by Oscar Wilde. And turn your wounds into wisdom by Mother Oprah. That are that These are our quotes of the week. All right, all right. I like that, Nico. I like that, man. I like what you. Yeah, I, like, I, I like your quote too, man. I like your quote too. Yeah, it, may, it, it pits me in the mind of that run your own race. You say that shit a lot. Like you yeah, say that man. shit. I don't know who said it first, but if I were quit, my nigga Nico said, "Run your, <laughs> run your run race, bro. Your own race." It, 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 it goes race. back into that, man. Like I, I guess because we're so we're so wrapped up into the internet, we're so wrapped up in, into uh, these. these having these devices like my phone is i've grabbed my phone three times and i have two of them actually sitting right here we're so yeah. wrapped up we're so wrapped up into yeah. our phones man and what the what the next person is doing and just like hey settle down be yourself 
run your own race, man. Like run your race, man. And, and J. Cole, like I said, love, love yours. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta appreciate what you have and stop looking at what everybody else got going on and shit, man. Yeah, man. And I'm, I'm not trying to preach or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, it's just real life facts. It's just real life facts. facts. I think that people are really getting away from because yeah. we're so. I, I'm, I'm addicted to Twitter. I can say that. So, so someone like me, if I didn't have these type of things in my head, if I didn't turn my wounds into wisdom, thank you, Mother Oprah. If I didn't, if I didn't do that, I, I would be one of these people that's so trapped up into, oh shit, they got such and such coming out, and and oh shit, like what they got going on, and oh shit, I don't have that going on. All oh, their cars nice in their mind, their clothes is nice in their mind, their wife is nice in their mind. I'm not married, but their their wife is nice in their mind. The, these I would get so caught up in these thoughts just just by sliding on my phone laying in bed at night and just just yeah. looking at everybody else's life man so these are the type of lessons the type of things that that I'm glad that I have you know bestowed I guess the word in me and I want to continue to push that positivity with quotes like that of the week now also uh, of the week this week we got our record of the week as well yes, Nico Smoke, what's your record of the week my friend paperweights by my man Shaolin AKA Black Marty Robbins Flowers. Hey, that shit is nice. Yep. Oh, man. That whole EP is fucking nice. We might be a little biased because we yeah. might have our names on it. Yeah. But... We might be executive producing. <laughs> but Paperweights by Shaolin Flowers is a very, very great record. Yes. Very, very great. My record this week, what I want you guys to check out, is uh, it's called TNS. It's by an artist named Mitty Mouse. Mitty Mouse. I've never met this young man. I tripped over the song, and I like it. I love it. It's just a vibe. It's smooth. It's on some, uh, I guess, alternative hip-hop rap type shit. But that's my record of the week. Uh, Mitty Mouse by TNS and Paperweights by Shyland Flowers, man. All right, man. Final thoughts. Final thoughts on... Porn on Will Smith, Deion Sanders, Slave Movies, um, our new series coming on terrorism, Close Calls. What, what, what you got? How are we going to wrap this up, man? Man, my final thoughts on all of this is for whoever watched and tuned in, thank you. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's just a thank you. It's just something that, you know what I mean? Like, like we said earlier, it's just something creatively that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And we are two people that if we want to do it, we're gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, we're just gonna to try to bring you great conversation and and something that you can take away to your circle and 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 have a a, a more in depth conversation with yeah, people more dialogue to you. About. and and maybe even make you more comfortable in talking to your circle because yeah. a lot of times, you know, especially us as black men. It just men in general, all around the world. It's, it's hard to talk about shit. It Find is. some people to talk to, and if Find you can't talk, you can be real. With. If if you can't talk to if you can't talk to anybody around you, hop in them comments, bro. Hit our DM. We'll talk. Yeah, yeah. You know real. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk, man. So yeah, just appreciate y'all, man. And this is a great conversation, bro. I'm it glad was. we. I'm glad we finally did this, and we get to do this shit any fucking time we want. Look at that. Anytime we want to. Anytime <laughs> um, we want to. I'm gonna piggyback off your final thoughts, man, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this. One. I'm gonna add a little asterisk to what you said. Not just find someone to talk to. Find some people that you can be real with. You can talk to anybody, but if you can't be open and honest and transparent with the people that you're talking to, you need to find somebody else. 
because if it wasn't for four to five to six people that come to my head right now that I couldn't just be like, this is me, my nigga. And this is how I feel today. And take me as I am. And, and if they wasn't accepting of who I am and not, and the thing is, they're not just accepting. If I'm fucking wrong, for example, Carter, if I'm fucking wrong, Carter would say, nigga, you are in the fucking wrong. You're absolutely fucking wrong with what you're saying and what you're doing. Get it together. So you got to have people around you that's going to not only listen to you, but that you can be honest and open with and that will hold you accountable for the bullshit that you do. Because we all do bullshit like every fucking day. We all do something that we need to be smacked on the wrist about. And I'm glad that I got people around me, especially someone across the screen from me that will tell me, hey, my nigga, you bugging. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. You are bugging, my friend. Yeah, and yeah. then, and then, just, just, just to power on it a little bit more, man. Be accepting of that feedback because yeah. I'm the type of person when I, when you're my friend, when you, yeah, fuck that, you ain't got to be my friend. If you're dealing with me, I'm just gonna tell you how to mother, how I motherfucking feel. And mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm, I don't really have that much of a filter. And with the older I get, the more that motherfucker gonna go away. I can't wait to be seventy years old and tell niggas how I really, really, really feel. But yeah. like, you gotta be accepting of it. And sometimes people are not gonna say the things in the most sweetest candy way. But some, you might need to hear that shit raw and uncut. But be acceptive of it, especially if you know if it's coming from a place of love and a place of understanding. Don't let anybody talk shit to you. Don't let anybody talk down on you. But Allow your friends and people that you love to be as raw as they need to be with you in that moment. And understand it's not coming from a place of hate. It's coming from a place of love. And I say that not just to the viewers out there that's watching, but also to the people that's in my circle. Because I tell motherfuckers exactly how I feel. And I know sometimes them niggas want to reach through the phone and punch me in my motherfucking mouth. But I don't know no other way to say it. Those are my final thoughts. Nico, you got anything else? Nah, man. I'm good. All right, man. It's Ali. It's Smoke. And this is the Ali and Smoke Show, episode one.